Good afternoon, and I welcome you to Kingdom Vessels. Amen. And we're going to be in Psalms 133 today. Psalm 133 today. And it's dealing with unified blessing. Unified blessing. Um, As you know, it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of heaven and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. More. Father, I thank you even now for this word, which does not return void, but as always accomplishes what you sent it to do. I give you glory, honor, and praise, every hindering spirit bound. In Jesus' name, amen. This psalm is of particular relevance and importance as we, as children of God nears to the throne, grow into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh, It seems that we grow in every area except this area of unity. But Jesus said in John 17 that they may be one, even as we are one, I and thee and thou and me, that they may be made perfect in one. So unity is absolutely unequivocally essential, and we can't have unity unless we have love. And Jesus knew, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, nah, that might not work either. So love as I have loved you. And the word of God tells us no greater love have any man than this, except he laid down his life for his friends. And we're even told to love our enemies. So unity, as exemplified through the love of Christ, is absolutely unequivocally essential to the body. Not only now, but before and forevermore, because that's who God is. And it's two things that God says here. It says, behold how good. Now, when you talk about good, the word of God says there's none good but God. So it's if unity is considered good, is deemed good by God, then it's deemed God-like, it's deemed Christ-like, it's deemed kingdom-like, kingdom character. So it's something that we should pursue without fail. It says how good. Now it also says he that finds a wife finds a good thing and favor of the Lord. Think about that, unity in the household. And it says, and how pleasant. So it's joyous, it's peaceful, it's comforting, it's happiness. It is for brethren. Who is my father, mother, sister, brother? Matthew 12, 50, I believe it is. They that do the will of my father, which is in heaven. It's not your bloodline. It may not even be the church you're at. It may not even be your clique, your fraternity, your sorority, but those that do the will of your father, which is in heaven. It's people you don't even know that are your brethren. And then it talks about dwelling together, dwelling together. We know that a house divided against itself cannot stand. 
That's not only your house house with husband and wife and children, but it's the house of God. Divided cannot stand. David said, behold, he said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. He said one thing he has desired and that shall he seek that he may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. To behold this temple and to inquire in his temple and to behold the face of God. And I know that I paraphrase that. But when it talks about us dwelling together in unity, the word of God says that the sparrows found the place and the the birds and things, but the son of man had no place to lay his head. David built God a house, but that house, his own household, stayed divided. So we see how critical dwelling together, abiding in him. And John 15, abiding in his word, how essential it is. And then he gives us a twofold example of what this unity looks like. It is like ointment. And you know, when you anoint someone, you anoint them with oil. And it said, it's like the ointment and that oil flows. It flows from the top of the head all the way down, it can't be stopped through the beard, which is exemplary of those that are of the Jewish nature because they never cut their beards. It was a disgrace to do so. It said even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments, his beard extended down and the oil that was poured upon his head went down. To be unified, to be Christ-like, to be God-like is to be priest-like, is to be holy, is to be peculiar, is to be royal, is to be chosen. And then the second example he gives us, it says, as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. So you get the moisture that comes from the air. You get the moisture that comes from the clouds and it is so dense that it flows down like rain and it is able to nurture, it is able to nourish, it is able to revive and refresh everything that's below it. It says, for there, where unity is, there the Lord commanded one, the blessing. But even more important than the blessing is what the blessing consists of, and that's life forevermore. You cannot expect, we cannot expect to have eternal life with division, with strife, with ugliness, with battling, with arguing, with um, just being mean all of the time. The body of Christ needs to learn how to speak the truth in love. The body of Christ needs to learn how to be at peace. The body of Christ needs to learn how to walk together. The word of God says, how can two of you walk together except by appointment? We saw division in the house of Joseph and his brothers and how catastrophic that could have been. We saw how 
harmful and hurtful it was to his father when they brought that bloody, ragged coat back to the house and said it belonged to Joseph. We saw the division, the schism, the, the strife, the enmity between David and some of his children, between David and Saul, and how the kingdom fell as a result of it and went into David's hand whom God had anointed beforehand. We saw how ugly that was. We saw between um, Cain and Abel how Cain got mad and killed Abel with a divisive spirit. He was not unified. He would not heed God. He would not heed man. And he took his brother's life. We saw, as with the case of Joseph, so with Jacob and Esau. Jacob took the blessing out of jealousy for Esau with the assistance of his mama, with the daddy on the deathbed. It doesn't get any uglier than that. So you can imagine how God feels when we're a house divided, when he has done so much to put the roof on, which is the capstone, the head, which is Christ, and to put the foundation in that no other man can lay, which is Christ. And then we're built up in between as lively stones, but those stones will crumble. Those stones will turn into dust without the essence of who God is, which is love, which provides unity. So we as the body of Christ, as children of God and heirs to the throne, need to strive for that area of perfection. Unity, 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 unity. Because if we don't have it down here, we can't expect to go up there. God bless you.